133, I don't know what it is about me, but I seem to get the green elevator stories. I uh, stumbled across a story. Stuart Brecken and his, and I'm doing the air quotes, his pensioner buddies went up and painted the UGG elevator in Inglis. They've basically completed it. I think he's coming back for a few finishing touches. And then at that time, when I first heard about that story, I was talking with Trevor Prout about them wanting to save and move the elevator in Tyndall to Beausjour. Um, and uh, now we've got a couple gentlemen in here to talk about that continuing effort because, uh, boy, it is a real effort. Money needs to be uh, raised in order to move that elevator from Tyndall to the Pioneer Village Museum in Beausjour. And Trevor Prout was with the Pioneer Village Museum out in Beausjour. Joining us now is Matt Bialik. You might know that name from Red Bomb Fireworks. Uh, nice to have you here, Matt. And also joining us, Dr. Gordon Goldsboro from the Manitoba Historical Society. Nice to see you, Gordon. Good morning. Good morning. Afternoon. Yeah, <laughs> afternoon already. I know yeah. it's days flying by. Um, well, first of all, thanks for coming in studio. It's always better when we get you in studio. It sounds, uh, sounds. by the way, get a little closer to the microphone there, uh, Gordon. And I'll start with you. Um, so where are we at? I think there's, uh, now remind me how much money is needed to do this. And I think when I talked to Trevor, they were about 50 grand in, something like that. Eh? How, how much money do you need and how much more needs to be raised? Well, I think questions like that I'm going to refer to Matt because sure. he's, he's the money guy. Okay. All right. Well, let's start with Matt. Then. By the way, by the way, how did a fireworks guy get involved in this? Well, to be honest, this is a bit more exciting in, in, in my realm. Uh, I have a bit of history in the agricultural industry. My grandfather, uh, this was actually his elevator. Oh, wow. Uh, he bought it from Manitoba Pool way back in, in the 70s when Manitoba Pool rationalized their inventory of elevators. And uh, we were lucky enough uh, as kids growing up to spend a lot of time with grandpa and dad uh -huh. at the elevator. And some of my fondest memories are in that elevator. The best cup of hot tea was served out of a mason jar at that elevator dry grain. <laughs> Yeah, well, and as I was telling you guys before we went on, I have memories as well when I was a kid of helping my grandpa and my uncle at Harvest and hauling the grain into Carmen Gay, Alberta. And, mm -hmm. you know, it was always fun to watch the grain go from the back of the truck into that grate in the middle of the floor. And, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. so I have I have very fond memories as well. And interesting, am I correct that this particular elevator is all original? Nothing's been changed. Correct. And that is one of the biggest reasons we're pushing to have this facility saved. Uh, it is the original 1940s structure. Back in the 80s, the line companies did a lot of upgrades to their terminals uh, in the country elevator aspect. And this facility was sold to my grandfather in the 70s. So all of that 1940s and 1950s infrastructure was not upgraded. It's mm. original with the original legs, the original wood shoots. Yeah. If you walk in, it's literally like a time capsule back to the 40s and 50s. Wow. Very cool. Back to my first question. How much money has been raised so far? And we'll tell people how they can help out in a, mi in, in a minute here. But how much has been raised? How much is needed? At this point in time, there are two options that we're considering. The first and primary would be moving the facility to the Pioneer Village Museum in Beausjour, and that's a bit of an expensive touch. Mm. To develop uh, funds for the move and an annuity to maintain uh, the structure on site in uh, in Beausjour, we're looking at about 400000 Oh, wow. The second option that we've started to cost a bit more aggressively uh, is possibly creating a living museum in Tyndall, Manitoba. And the cost of preserving that facility in Tyndall is about 10% of the cost to move to Beausjour, uh, which makes it a bit more in reach, a bit more feasible. And we're dealing with only one government body, the local municipality at that point in time, mm -hmm. versus the museum dealing with two. Yeah. And I'll put this out. I Gordon, answer this if you can, or, or Matt. So 
Uh, I understand the two options. Did maybe the people of Tyndall start going, whoa, wait, wait a minute, we, we don't want to lose this. This might be an opportunity for us. Is that fair? I think it is. You know, people often don't recognize the importance of these elevators to their sort of community yeah. until they're too late, until mm-hmm. it's gone. And I think to the credit of the people in Tyndall, they recognize that it's a major part of their community. And so they've already stood up and said, you know, we really, really like to keep it. The, I know Matt spoke with some people in the community last night, and they were very supportive of, of keeping it in yeah. Tyndall. Yeah. Tell me about that meeting last night, Matt. The most prominent comment I've had from residents of Tyndall, either from last night or, or from an open house we held earlier this spring, was was a comment that sticks with me. And, and that comment was, it's my elevator. Mm. And those were Tyndall residents speaking in, in that fashion. Uh, they regard it as their home beacon. Uh, if they're traveling down Highway 44 on the way back from Winnipeg, they know that when that grain elevator comes into the skyline, they're, they're close home. to home. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. that really caught me off guard. Uh, mm. a, a younger person mentioned that to me. It, it's my elevator. Uh, the, the sentiment out in the area is that this is one of a very, very few left. And given that it's in original condition, given it's on the former CPR mainline, there's a yeah. huge history that can be maintained mm-hmm. at that site. Uh, the overall sentiment is that we want to save this elevator in one way or another. Mm-hmm. Uh, the most likely, given the budgetary constraints, given the political climate, is is in Tyndall, Manitoba. Yeah. And, and nothing against Trevor Prout and, and everybody oh, uh, no. No. Uh, at the um, at the uh, Pioneer uh, uh, Pioneer Village Museum out in Beauzejour. I think the most important thing here, right, Gordon, is that we save this. Well, it's important to save it. And I think arguably it's maybe better to keep it in Tyndall, not only just for the sort of the visceral, the sort of emotional reasons, mm. but also from a historical perspective. You know, yeah. you ask any historian, um, it's better to leave a structure in its original context. Yeah. You know, as opposed to moving it to a museum where you kind of separate it from that. Mm-hmm. You know, if, for example, we took the office building, which is uh, sitting next to the elevator, and we move that to the museum, it's just a little building. Mm. And, and, and most people would look at it and really not know anything about it. You know, to have it sitting right next to the elevator in the original position that it sat, mm. to have the elevator itself sat sitting right where the railway used to run right beside it. Now, the railway is gone, mm. but you can still tell stories about that. You know, when you're developing the site, you could put, for example, some kind of um, planting or some kind of si- uh, some walkway to show this is where the railway used right. to run. There used to be a railway through this community, as mm-hmm. there were in ma- most communities in Manitoba. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That context, you you would sever it to move it to Beauzejour. So that's, I think, one of the major advantages of staying in Tyndall yeah. is you can preserve and tell that story of what the importance of this elevator was mm. to this community. Well, and the cost. And and how does Beauzejour feel about the possibility of it staying in Tyndall? They must be disappointed. Uh, have be, I opened up a can of worms? <laughs> well, I'm a Bozizer boy, so I have to speak nicely of home. Uh, but unfortunately, there is some political opposition to the potential move uh, to Bozizer. Mm. Uh, the arm of Broken Head, from my understanding, uh, in, in which Tyndall lies, in which Tyndall rests, they're more open to okay. preserving the structure in, in, in Tyndall. Uh, there are some councillors who have moved into the Bozizer area that don't have those agricultural roots. Mm. And because of that, they might not have the understanding of why a structure like this is important. Yeah. Tyndall, on the other hand, we have that that, that mm-hmm. agricultural base. And, yeah. and, and they understand, the arm of Broken Head understands why we need to save this elevator. The, the value of it, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. Let me, we're going to continue to talk here, guys, so uh, hang tough, but uh, I want to get this out. The website where you can go and find out more information is Harvest tourpass.com. Very close. Harvestrpast.com. Oh, harvest. 
See, I'm reading it all put together like a website, right? HarvestOurPast.com. HarvestOurPast.com. And you can find the GoFundMe page. Again, HarvestOurPast is the way to find it uh, at GoFundMe.com. We're going to come back and keep talking here with Matt Bialik and Dr. Gordon Goldsboro from the Manitoba Historical Society. They want to save the elevator, the old grain elevator in Tyndall, Manitoba. It's a good idea. Your questions as well, if you have any, at 204-780-6868. 142 now at CJOB. And we're talking about the old grain elevator in Tyndall, Manitoba. Will it move to Beauxjour or will it stay in Tyndall? Those are the two options, but it looks like it is going to be saved. Uh, we were talking about the costs and all that kind of stuff, but let's uh, focus in now here as we continue our conversation with Dr. Gordon Goldsboro from the Manitoba Historical Society and Matt Bialik from, um, well, he's from Red Bomb Fireworks, but uh, a family member owned this elevator uh, previously, and obviously he would love to see it saved as well. Let me ask you a question, uh, Gordon. How are we here in Manitoba about saving our history? Well, we, we do have some conspicuous great examples. I think the best one is probably the elevators at Inglis. There's a wonderful collection of uh, elevators there in remarkably good condition. You mentioned before how yep. they have a, had a bee recently to repaint them. Mm. So we do have a, a heritage of them, and there are actually quite a few elevators out there. You know, I've been traveling the province over the last uh, half dozen years, mapping places all around the province, including elevators. And, uh, you know, we do have some left. We, they aren't as gone as we might think they are, but... Uh, they're they're going at a rapid rate. This yeah. this summer alone, five elevators are are being demolished. Wow, yeah, I just love the idea of keeping them. You know, I just I I love yeah. this idea. But I guess there's a cost involved, and what do you do with it once you save it? And, Precisely it. Yeah. I mean, you, yes, it would be nice to keep everything, I suppose. But at some point, you have to ask very practically. To what end? I mean, yeah. you, you can't keep everything. Uh, you have to have a practical use for it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if, for example, we can make it a museum piece that educates people about the agricultural industry of this province, that's great. But the, you know, the, one of the virtues of the Tyndall site is that it's nice and close to Winnipeg. People who have yeah. never been in a grain elevator could come and see it. But if you had a site that was further away, I mean, one of the drawbacks of the English site, for instance. It's further away. It's quite a drive from Winnipeg, yeah. yeah. So that's, mm -hmm. I think, one of the real pluses of this idea to maintain it at Tyndall. Yeah. Well, and Matt, there is a plan, right? Let's say it stays in Tyndall for, you know, you're thinking 40,000 or less, 40,000 might be the high end of getting things sort of set up and going, but there is a, you have a plan for it if it stays in Tyndall. Absolutely. And uh, we're lucky in, in the grain elevator industry or, or in the heritage industry, we have some very, very devoted people across Canada to, to these endeavors. And we've been lucky as a group to engage one of those individuals from the Alberta region. And his specialty is heritage architecture, and we've developed a key plan for the site. Uh, the traditional adage with museums is that you have a locked gate, and, and that museum is only open on weekends. Uh, the plan in Tyndall, should we proceed, would be more of an open concept uh, where we would have those heritage structures on site, but active living would play a huge part, uh, possibly walking trails. Uh, there was a study that indicated that the grain elevator could be used as a movie screen for, mm. for outdoor film well, screenings. that's a good idea. Uh, the, the, the whole drive behind Tyndall would be common use, and, and we'd want the facilities open to the community. And uh, I, I said to you off the air, uh, maybe, you know, a little tea house or a restaurant or something. Is is that uh, something you're looking at as well? Now we're getting labor intensive and costly, right? Uh, correct. Uh, now, the important thing to, to remember is if we start small, uh, the first aspect can be saving that physical structure. Mm -hmm. Once we know that the elevator is saved, 
the, the bounds are endless for the project. Well, wouldn't it be great if we could reconstruct the Tyndall Station from its original plans on site? Yeah. Uh, that would be fantastic because that station in Tyndall was a very unique design. Mm. What, talk a bit about that. Why was it unique? There aren't many using, or there weren't many, I shouldn't say there aren't. There weren't many uh, station plans or, or stations designed with the plan of Tyndall. Uh, there are very few photographs of that Tyndall station floating around, but the ones I've seen, uh, that station stands up in terms of being a very different design. It's not a standard plan from the CPR catalog. I'm not an expert in stations. I'm more of a grain elevator guy. Right. But from the photos I've seen, I truly have not seen a station using that design that wasn't Tyndall. Mm -hmm. At one point in time, a bit of background on Tyndall, Tyndall was the commercial center of the arm of Brokenhead. Uh, there was talk that there were more general stores uh, in Tyndall than in Beausager. Uh That area was the place to be. And I firmly believe because of that, that Tyndall, of course, had amenities that were built up in anticipation of a population boom. Perhaps that's the story behind the station. Yeah. Mm. Well, and of course, keep in mind, too, that one of the other th products that they shipped from Tyndall was stone. Um, that there were, of course, large quarries over at Garson. And people right. often say, well, if they're cu cutting the stone at Garson, why isn't it called Garson stone? Yeah. Why is it called Tyndall stone? Yeah. And the reason is that they didn't have a, a shipping point at, at Garson. So they would send it over to Tyndall and the, all of the chunks of stone that were go shipping from there would say prominently on them from Tyndall. Wow. And so everybody just started calling it Tyndall Stone. Isn't but, that great? Yeah. Wow. So, Interesting stories, eh? Yeah. You've got a great job, Gordon. You must love your job, eh? Well, I wish I could get paid for it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but see, it's obviously a passion of yours then Absolutely. if you're doing it, you know, and, and not getting paid, it's, right? It's for the love of the of the job. It's for sure. pe meeting people like Matt. Yeah. And, you know, I, I'm so encouraged when I run across people who are doing things out of passion mm -hmm. and who want to preserve things like this yeah. wonderful elevator. It's, yeah. it's in such miraculously good condition yeah. that it would be a shame to see it uh, not yeah. maintained. Well, will you make me a promise? Mm. Will you promise that if you run across any interesting historical stories out there, you'll tell me about them so we can tell everybody about Absolutely. them? Absolutely. I'd love to get you in here on Hal Anderson Weekends on a regular basis and talk about great stories like that out there. Sure. Because, And I don't know what it is, you know, uh, you know, early 50s, we get a little older and I think we start thinking about those things from yeah. the past and why it's important to keep them. And uh, Yeah. Yeah. Well, I see, I've, I've been traveling the province for the last uh, half dozen years mapping historic places. And when we first started, we were going to do about a dozen things and that was going to be it. Well, what we eventually came to the conclusion is, well, if you're out going to some museum, for example, mm. you know, why wouldn't you be interested in, say, that monument that's along the highway sure. or a cemetery or, yeah. you know, if, if you're there's making a, the trip anyhow, right? Precisely. Mm. So uh, we've, we've been doing this for a half dozen years and we've now mapped over 6,000 of these places. So 6,000 6, in, in the province of Manitoba. In Manitoba and it grows day by day. I mean, it's, there's no sign of stopping anytime soon because, you know, I mean, frankly, it's all kinds of things that people are interested in. Somebody re asked me recently, have you mapped any of the dance halls around the province? Because, you know, back in the 50s, for example, that, that, was, was, that was the place, right? Absolutely. That's the social life of a community. Yeah. And uh, the vast majority of them are either gone or in seriously degraded condition. Well, there's a few that are left. We want to, we want to mark their location so that 50, 100 years from now, people will remember that these, these things were out there. Yeah. Do you find uh, in most cases, generally speaking here, Gordon, that when a community has something like this elevator in Tyndall, 
they want to save it or they see the value in it or or is it sort of like ah we're moving on you know that's then this is now you get a very a wide range of opinions uh, you get people who are nostalgic and they want to preserve these things as a reminder to the future generations yeah. but to be frank there are also people who are very pragmatic and it's like hey I want to move on I the, I don't want to be reminded of the past I, I want to look to or forward to the future yeah. so in pretty much every community uh, there are diverse opinions some say yeah. yes we should preserve this elevator others say nope Let's tear it down and yeah. and build something else on that site. So, you know, recently I had opportunities to travel to a few other communities that have elevators, and the opinions are extremely across the map. And mm. some say yes, keep it, and others say no, tear it down. Wow, uh, you were saying Manitoba has the oldest grain elevator. Anywhere? In Canada, that's right. Hmm. Um, the oldest one originally was in Fleming, Saskatchewan, just in, across the border into, into uh, Saskatchewan. Um, unfortunately, it was destroyed by an act of arson uh, a few years ago. Hmm. And so as a result of that, the oldest crown now transfers to one in Manitoba at a place called Elva down in the southwest corner of the province. It was built in 1897. Oh, wow. So it's, as far as we know, the oldest one in Canada. Hmm. And just sits there Just empty. sits there. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. That's See, that's that's the norm. You know, I, you look around the province and you, there's quite a few elevators still around, a very small fraction of the ones that were there, but the, there's still quite a few around. But uh, I would say a very large proportion of the ones that are still around are, are mm-hmm. essentially abandoned. Matt, I'm going to give out the uh, website and the GoFundMe uh, site as well in just a minute here. But we've got a couple minutes left. Anything we need to get in here before we're done? If there is interest out in in, in Radioland, yeah. uh, we're really, really looking for passionate people to come forward. Uh, this is a, a project that, unfortunately, once this elevator is gone, uh, it's gone. As a kid of the 80s, the most uh, mo- most top of mind parable I can have is pick-a-pop. As a kid in the 80s, everyone remembered going to the party with pick-a-pop. It disappeared a a while back. It came back, and I remember the feeling when it came back. Now, pick-a-pop is a bit unique because it could come back. Mm. So those kids of the 80s, when pick-a-pop came back, we all rushed out to buy pick-a-pop again. Once this elevator is gone, it's not like pick-a-pop. It can't come back. Uh, it's very, very important that people show their, their pride, their passion. And if there are volunteers out there, head to our website. We have a contact form. Uh, we would love to hear from you. Uh, manpower is everything. HarvestOurPast.com. HarvestOurPast.com. And you can use that same name, HarvestOurPast, on uh, GoFundMe. GoFundMe.com. HarvestOurPast and HarvestOurPast.com. Hey, uh, Matt and uh, Gordon, this has been fun. Thank you very much. Best of luck with it. I really hope you guys can, uh, A, save it, and I hope it ends up in a community that really wants it, treasures it, does some cool stuff with it. I think this is a a wonderful uh, idea, and anytime I can help out, you let me know. I appreciate it. Fingers crossed. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Al. Uh, Dr. Gordon Goldsboro of the Manitoba Historical Society and also Matt Bialik. Joining us, he is, uh, you probably heard him on here before, CGOB, from Red Bomb Fireworks. His family owned that elevator out in Tyndall, and he wants to see it saved. I think it's a great idea. Again, HarvestOurPast.com and HarvestOurPast on GoFundMe. Coming up on the 2 o'clock Global News, Hal Anderson for Mackling and McGarry.